everyone, it's Arlen. Welcome back to your first million. I'm doing a little different thing here that many of you won't even know what I'm referring to. So um, don't worry if you don't know what I'm referring to. I just wanted to have a platform to talk about it because, you know, I do have this platform. I was going to tweet about it. Actually, I was not going to say anything because it really isn't my business. And I know that... um, by jumping into it, I can have an outsized weight to it. And also, um, I also know I'm going to get some flack. And I I have enough flack of my own <laughs> for the past decade and the past couple of years that I can, you know, last a lifetime on. But I I have to do what I think is right. So I'm using this platform to talk about the conversation that's happening around Lolita Taub that... Um, some, I think some, I think it started, I don't know all the details, so I won't, won't pretend to, but I think it started in a, in a Twitter space, um, last night. This is February 4th, 2022. And I also saw, um, some of it getting pushed more online by, uh, Dale Johnson and people following him. And I have been mostly silent about Dale since I had an interaction with him online in public over a couple of days that a lot of people saw because I'm I'm running two companies and one in stealth. So I have things to do. I also have nearly 200 portfolio companies and I'm doing this real work out here and to talk to people who are trying to stick their foot in front of me while, by the way, having their hand in my pocket because they do get upside when I win because of their um, past work with me. It's just don't have time for it. And it was it had started getting me down. It was very negative, toxic presence in my life. So I blocked Dell. I don't tend to talk about him. Um, and I was trying to move on. But I did see this kind of go down. And... There are t- definitely two different things going on at one once. One is the Dale conversation, which is a whole thing in its own. I've invited him to come to my podcast. He has not come to it, so I'm going to speak on it the way I want to. And there is this separate conversation that is Lolita and uh, who, who should be able to uh, monetize or should anybody be able to monetize any of the work that goes into being a VC or an investor or elsewhere. So I don't have any notes. I don't, you know, know where I'm going with this, but I just wanted to speak on it a little bit. To give you context, both Dell Johnson and Lolita Taub worked at Backstage Capital, my venture fund, in the past, and they worked there around the same time. Like their their times overlapped by a great deal, almost almost you know the same, except I believe Dell left. Um, Earlier, because we had a, we had three rounds of layoffs because we couldn't afford people, so I think Dell was first in that layoff, and both of them I found to be really interesting people because they both have very strong opinions and a, a very strong worldview and a very um, concise and convicted view of themselves and where they are in the ecosystem, and I thought that was compelling. And that's why I wanted them around and why I wanted them looking at deals. They both had, they were both uh, partner, sorry, not partners. They were both principals who looked at deals to uh, make investment decisions in a group setting. And 
Dell was in New York, Lolita was uh, different places. And so it was like a great, you know, mostly West Coast. And so it was a, it was a great combination there. They, the both of them also, because they have such strong views, are going to get polarizing opinions from the outside. You know, like I know what that's like. I know it's like to have very strong opinions, to say what I mean, to also have really clear conviction, but also really want to be helpful. And it's sometimes taken the wrong way. I, I live with that all the time. I know how that feels. So I just want to have the context that they know each other. I don't, I don't believe they talk to each other. And again, that there are two different things happening here. So I may be uh, upsetting the hornet's nest even more by even having this conversation. But people have asked me pri- privately about this, and I just want it to be kind of over. Um, <laughs> which is why I'm talking on a podcast, which will make it worse. Okay, so lo- the whole thing with Lolita is people were questioning, like they were saying that she charges people to look at like their pitches. So Lolita has... Um, so just so you know, again, this is full transparency. Both Lolita and Dell have upside ownership of Backstage Capital. Because they were both at Backstage, just like Backstage, just like any other person who worked at Backstage full-time, and some who worked there part-time, most, most of the people, they have some prorated amount of ownership in Backstage's Management Co., which makes, means that once we start making profit on our funds, they will get the upside of that. That has not changed. So just full transparency. Um, Lolita is someone who has her, this, this tool that I've put into my academy that is a matching tool. Essentially, it's a spreadsheet that she helps people match, founders match with, with investors. And over the years, she, or the couple past couple of years she's had it, it has made, I don't know how many matches and it has done so. I don't know that she charges for it. I don't, don't think she does because it wasn't mentioned in our academy. If I'm wrong about that, let me know. Um, she also had a $5 million community fund with another fund that was overseeing that. And she was help, you know, helping to run that. And she made it several investments out of that, similar to what Backstage does. And this is all post-Backstage. She also has a newsletter that's actually, she's grown it pretty well, and she does um, sponsorships. She charges for sponsorships. I have bought sponsorships for Runner um, uh, in the past, and I still will, and I still have, you know? And I don't, I never knew about this thing where you could click and, and pay her to look at your pitch or whatever. And I, in my academy, if you've ever seen it, I talk about do not pay to pitch your company to an investor. Do not pay to go to a demo day and pitch your company to an investor. It's just something I'm diametrically opposed to. Um, At the same time, I, on my academy, used to have a button you could push where you could get time with me about anything, including pitching. Uh, not pitches, and it would have nothing to do with if you got an investment or not. And in many cases, many cases, I found out about people because I saw them in those meetings, but I wouldn't have, you know, didn't see them before they had already reached out. So it was always positive is what I'm saying. But you didn't have to pay to play. You never did. It was it was in our emails. It was in everything I do. I will say this to the end of the, of the earth, of the earth. And so I don't know the exacts about Lolita, but what I do know is that I have encouraged her in the past and others have encouraged her in the past 
to generate income from all of the work she does. I've also spent a lot of time with her and I've seen all of the work that she does, that she does for free. If there's a part of her income that is coming from, hey, you got to pay me and then I'll decide if I'm going to invest in you. That is wrong. I do not believe that is what's happening today with the information that I have today. I believe what she's saying is you can pay me for my time to speak to you and give you the information and knowledge that I have as a human being. And that money is going to be spent on myself and on operations and on moving forward. Um, I know also that to have to be an emerging manager in venture and to have made any progress that is actually writing checks to people or having people write checks in one way or the other is like moving a mountain up another mountain. And so if, in my opinion, if Lolita wants to charge people to consult with her, which I do myself, but not charge them to pitch to her, which I do not think she does, she has every right to. And in fact, I think she should double her rate today. Because what are you saying to women and women of color if you're saying that we're not worth charging for our time? And our skills, you're not charging for the hour, you're charging for the 20 years of experience behind that hour. And it's an insult to try to accuse her of things that she didn't really do. Now, again, I'm going to say this one more time. I am not going to victim blame. I'm not going to put a bubble around her of protection if she is doing something wrong. I just don't think she's doing something wrong. So prove me wrong. Okay, if you have receipts, prove me wrong. But if you're just saying, how dare she charge for her time to talk about my pitch or to talk about my company? Why don't you talk to some of the founders who she's charged and see what they think it was worth? Do they find it valuable? I bet you most of them will say yes. Because she is valuable. And in fact, I think this is just my opinion. I have not talked to her about this, but I believe that she could go to any top-tier venture fund in this country and beyond this country and get a $400,000, $500,000 job today if she wanted to. But I believe she's not doing that. She's taking the, the more difficult road because she knows that she'll have more influence and ability to help and be truly helpful if she's not under the thumb of a larger fund. And until she finds a fund that is willing to give her carte blanche, I don't think she would go there. Because why wouldn't she have already? I've seen her at work. I've seen her do her thing in a fund and outside of one. So that is all to say that. I'm a friend of hers, yes. So I have a bias. I'm a sponsor of hers. I will be an investor of hers the day she starts her fund, whatever that is. And that's coming from, that's my point of view. I do also want to talk about Dell briefly. Because I think it's about damn time to. We got to talk about Dell. <laughs> Dell, I hope you hear this. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be yelling about it and saying all kinds of things about this before you even, you know, before I even finish my sentence. Dell, to me, is. Uh, I really cherished our friendship, and at least, you know, we weren't the closest, but I did cherish our time together, and I really regret that this has happened. But Dell is a menace in the way that he talks 
to people and approaches his work. And there are so many, there are, I will go to the ends of the earth to protect people's rights to say what they want, to feel how they want, of course, and to be public in that. So you've noticed that I have not done anything to pull any strings behind the scenes to get Dell, uh, you know, muzzled or something like that. That's not anything I want to do. But I do want to equip people with my opinion, and you can make your own decisions. Dell is getting in the way of progress. And he's doing so by burning down and spitting on the very people who are trying to create that progress. I spent years not agreeing with Dell. So this isn't about me trying to punish him or have, some, have my followers go attack him. I pre- appreciate that he has a different point of view and that he is edgy. All of those things are the reason that I, I worked so hard to have a salary for him. And all of those things are the reasons that I gave him equity in our company. Out of my own equity, by the way. And he will continue to have that equity that will not be taken from him. He earned it. But you, for him to spend every waking moment, it seems, online, trying to prove a point, which I still don't know what it is, by the way, so it's not being done well, executed well, trying to prove a point of something along the lines of venture capital is terrible and anybody, including black and brown people and women who are trying to make it better, are fools, are inept, and are going to fail. And not only that, but Dell it will will eat the popcorn as you do fail and tell you why what you're wearing will read you for filth for what you're wearing, right? He is the ultimate pundit, the ultimate sideline, let me tell you what you're doing wrong in the arena person. He is brilliant beyond measure. I can't even imagine there's a test that could could quantify his brilliance, and that's the truth. But he is way, way off when it comes to how he treats people. I'm not tone policing. This is way beyond tone. This is, he is aggressive, and he's going to point that word out to me and say, I'm calling the black man aggressive. Don't you dare listen to the rest of what I'm saying to to, to you. He is abusive in his tone, but he is abusive in his message, even more so. I think it's a detriment to any progress that's being made or trying to be made. How can you stick your foot out, Dell, in front of so many people who are trying to do the right thing and trying to make things happen? And how can you do so? By the way, if you were doing that and saying what you're saying, but you were also building your own house to prove how it's supposed to be built, I would have all the respect in the world for you because I'd say, damn, he's better than I am. He figured out something better than I did. But for you to tell me directly in public that I don't know what I'm doing because you have read more than I have, don't you understand that that's buffoonery? That's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. And everybody who sees that feels that way. You have a few people who are so disenfranchised and so upset with the current systems, including the systems that I am part of, that I helped create, 
that they do like you as a like you're you you help them vent. You're like angry Obama. You know, you help them vent. And they want to glom onto that and they want to say, yeah, these people are terrible and this white man is terrible and this black woman is terrible and this Latinx man is terrible. But you, what you're doing is you're making a fool of us all because you know who is watching? Those same white, powerful men who are, say, who are putting more than a foot out. They're putting uh, complete boulders out in front of us. And they're just folding their arms and leaning back on the wall and said, ooh, I don't even have to do anything. Let them eat themselves up in this arena. Let them uh, torture themselves. I was talking to someone about Udell, and I was saying, I wonder why, why is he saying that? Why is he picking on that person? Why is he picking on that person? Why is he picking on that person? Instead of picking up that person. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if Peter Thiel was funding him? <laughs> because I don't know. I mean, I don't personally know how you make money, but like, you know, what if you make it from someone, right? What if Peter Thiel were funding you? Because to me, it was all 100% a joke, but it was to say how ridiculous. It's like, it's such an unforced error. And I... The, the funniest part of this to me, Dell, and to anyone listening, is that I agree with most of what you say. I agree with the fundamental part of the system is broken. But you're helping to break it, too. You have no high horse upon which to stand. You are helping to to bring it down the the little progress that progress that has been made with the tiniest bit of crumbs of resources you are helping you're with a hammer and an axe and you're knocking it down how is that progress how is that helping what is how does that feed into your point i've asked you point blank in public to you, I've said to you, what is the better solution if what we're doing is not? If what Lolita and uh, the 25 companies on my Arlen.capital backslash or forward slash portfolio list, all those people are targets of yours. If we're not doing anything, what is the, the solution? And you could say to me, well, the solution is not to even attempt to go into venture capital. It's to attempt to build something new and fresh and, and different. But you're not saying that. You're saying, this place sucks. You all suck. I have something better, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you don't deserve to hear it. To me, that is weak. It is uh, a cop-out. It is all bark and no bite. And I have not seen someone come to me and say, you know what? Dell changed my life because he did X, Y, Z. What I did see, going back to the positive is I've had multiple founders come to me and say, maybe 10 or so in the past two or three years, say to me, I met Dell in New York, and I think he works at Backstage, because I, I think you know maybe that's what they thought at the time. I met Dell in New York, and he's great. He helped me. He helped me with this problem, or he introduced me, or he made this suggestion, and he's really smart, and he really gets it. Great. Do more of that, Dell. <laughs> Do more of that. Either tell us the solution, tell us how brilliant you are and what the solution is. And don't tell me what you said on uh, the Twitter space. I can't tell you the solution because to tell you the solution would be the blah, 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 blah. Tell us a solution or get out of the way. 
and I'm putting throwing down the gauntlet because I refuse to be terrorized by you. You have given me such pause and such, you have terrorized me for the past several weeks. And you don't do it in a way that is very blatant. So you don't count yourself as someone who is abusive. And you certainly are not doing anything illegal. And I don't want anyone to come after you at all. But you are being hurtful. And you're not being productive. And it's not helping anything. So I'm turning back the mirror on you and saying, what are you doing about it? If what we're doing about it is so bad. Well, you will remain blocked, and I hope I remain blocked for you, but I do hope you hear this. And I hope if you don't hear that somebody who is a friend of yours who cares about you is letting you know to listen to it. And if this opens up a Pandora's box of all the hell, of a fresh hell, then I'm willing to take that. And we'll see what happens next. But what I hope it does is it tells you maybe you should just step back for just one second. I'm not telling you to shut up because I want you to have your voice, but I'm telling you to step back for one second and think about, are you the abuser that you're accusing everyone else of being, that you're accusing white men who are in power of being? And I'm using, I use that word three or four times. It's a strong word. It's a strong allegation. But I feel it's emotionally abusive the way that you talk to me and to others. The last thing I'll say is that I also believe, Dell, that you, I honestly believe that you do have Good intentions. Good intentions aren't that important when you're hurting people, but they, I believe that's true. I will say that out loud. And so there is a road back from this, if you would like that road. If you think I'm being condescending or thinking I'm too powerful, you can tell me to go to hell. But if you would like my help in getting back into a, in a, a fresh perspective and a better way of approaching your very salient and brilliant points, I'm here to do that with you. But if you're going to continue a tirade and just have fire breathing on the places where most of the the freshest grass has been grown, I can't support that. And while you're counting the money that you're going to eventually make from backstage, from our upside... I want you to tell everybody that that's where you got it from. Instead of acting like you are on the highest of heels and the highest of pedestals. Because none of us are. We're all worth it. We're all valuable, but equally so. And that's it. That's all I have.